1: www.thebiblelive.com or mail your check for The Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888 That's P.O. Box 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 Hi, I'm Eric Galindo Training Director for the FSI Training School For individuals and businesses, we offer certification courses in CPR and first aid through the American Heart Association, and also the Vehicle Safety Inspector course for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Courses are available every week for your convenience. Call me, Eric, at 210-314-2615. That's 210-314-2615.
0: Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. The entire Bible every year. On Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. So people ask questions from the Bible Live leads. You call in with the correct answers, and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live, hi, 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 hi. your Apache Indian scout through the Book of Books, Sophie Dollar.
2: Welcome, everyone, to The Bible Live, the radio program, The Quiz Show. Jacob yeah, is here with me. Right, uh, I don't see, he says he's dead, but I'm I don't know him. for sure how that could possibly be that he's dead. Uh, we are going to continue our way through mm-hmm. the Book of Numbers this week. All mm-hmm. of There's our questions will come ablons entirely ablons. from the m- the uh, Hebrew Scriptures: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then we come to this book called Numbers, which we have established uh, in prior programs. It's all the reason it's called Numbers. It's all about these two. How do you call it? Census, Sensi- sure uh, uh Two times okay. Israel uh, is counted. The the fighting men of Israel are uh, are counted in a census. Uh, the first time, I, I guess both of these times under God's direction, uh, they are told to count, and all in preparation for uh, entering uh, Canaan, for going back into the land that had been promised. To Abraham and Isaac, Jacob, the 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 promised land, as we call it. And so we have this time after 430 years, uh, something like that, that the people of Israel spend uh, down in Egypt. First, as we invited, welcomed uh, special guests to the uh, Egyptian Pharaoh and this one named Joseph, who had risen to prominence and to favor in the land. And then uh, when it says that uh, Pharaoh died, that Pharaoh, that leader of Egypt, and another Pharaoh came into power who, who did not know Joseph and had not had that relationship, um, then the attitude toward the people of Israel changed. They became a threat to the stability and the power of Egypt. They were reduced then to a working class, uh, slave class, servant class, and there they were for over 400 years And then uh, this one named Moshe, this one named Moses, comes about. Uh, He is born. He's very exceptionally. And Moses, in many ways, uh, himself is considered, uh, I guess, a small-m Messiah. He is a Savior, a Redeemer in a strong sense. Uh, And uh, I know in... in, in the view of uh, let, let's say from the view point of view of the New Testament scriptures, and so on, Moses is actually seen as an example of a picture of uh, of the capital Messiah, one who is oh there's several things about him that that uh, that cause comparison between Moses and the life of jesus so uh then he comes to power, brings the people out of Egypt. And uh, to the base of Mount Sinai for a year. And then they, 40 years in the wilderness, go up to to Canaan. We're talking about the time in the wilderness. That's when Je- um, Moses writes those first five books called the Pentateuch or the Torah. And am I getting it right, Jacob? Yeah, yeah. Jacob is yeah, along yeah, with me. Yeah, 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 sure. Am I giving a, a good synopsis of the story and where we are it's in the It's as story? if you were reading it from the book. Oh, man, that's that's pretty good. Well, you're going to guide us here quite a bit, I think, in the Book of Numbers. We well, need
3: only only when the the cloud is out, I will guide you. <laughs> okay, the cloud by day, uh, oh, not the, at night. That's <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is nighttime. as
2: anyone yeah, yeah. told you? The, uh, at this time, we would be watching the pillar of fire, right, that's coming right. up from the tabernacle. How is that understood in in? I won't say modern or in Jewish thought. I, I by the way, I got a chance to visit. Uh, with Jacob and with a, a Torah study, Torah study group. This is the first time I've done that, and I really, really enjoyed it immensely. Uh, a good friend of ours, Bill, went with us, and and uh, the three of us attended a Torah Bible study. It, it, it just, it, it, and ironically or providentially or whatever, the theme of the study was the Messiah, which uh, I felt that's wow, correct. It's yes, great. We uh-huh. had a great time. But uh, Jacob, to add to our understanding of quick you know kind of in brief about numbers is there anything what are what are some of the um uh, characteristics of numbers from from the the hebrew point of view as you think of that particular passage um i had another firmer question while i go and it went out of my brain i got to talking and I, <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funny when you want to
3: repeat yeah, that yeah
2: I was talking. I got talking to, in I my got to brain. talking. And Your brain wasn't was working saying. when you were talking. <laughs> I had an idea, and it, it just went right out. I'll think That's of very it. Very funny. It'll come back to me. But uh, tell us some things. About, you know, the, as we go through the Book of Numbers, uh, how do you, how are the Jewish people? How the Hebrew? Uh, what do you look for? What do you think of when you think of the Book of Numbers? What are the grand themes? Uh, maybe the main person personalities. What, what comes to your mind when you think of that particular book in terms of its teaching? Well, you
3: think of the, what the, they translate as the word spies, which is shokim, which is mm-hmm. actually probably uh, spies can work. It may actually be uh, more of an ambassador. Okay. But, uh, but spies works. And so they're going over there, and, of course, we, you think of that, and they come back. And, of course, this was not Moses' idea. He just kind of went along with it. And you think about why? Well, in the English. idea
2: of the ambassadors was not—he didn't right. It, okay, and right.
3: so, but it's a detail walk. I hadn't—I hadn't thought of. But well, and you've got the incident when they come back and they say th- something like, "Well, you know, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes." Well, nowhere do you find it ever said to these guys what the other people think they look like. So they're making assumptions about what other people think about them. And the truth is, the saying "We look like grasshoppers." Well, we don't know that's true. Nobody knows that's true. They were—I'm ha- hating to say this—but sure. they're kind of concocting stories. So saying, hey, you know, these guys are so big, we can't conquer them because they bring by these grapes and these other things on these sticks, yeah. and there's a giant, large, so they saying, see how big this is? That's how big those people are to eat grapes uh-huh. like this. So they took
2: the fruit, the, the, the fruitfulness and the abundance of the harvest. I always thought that they took that as something like, wow, this is the land of milk and honey. This is a, I thought they brought those back to encourage the people, wow, look what... You know, this land is so rich and 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 fruitful and wow we abundant we could, look what we could enjoy but uh, the idea is that they brought it back to show the size and the was it more of
3: a discouraging? Well, if you went out and bought a pizza and it's an average size pizza and it was as big as this room, you'd say this is an average pizza. My goodness, how big must the people be? I, something like okay, all right, uh, there, yeah, Caleb and Joshua. And I like this when you just said that it, it does say that um they came back and they said look how big this stuff is and and then Caleb and Joshua kind of jump up and say yeah and, and we can win
2: yeah and so uh, i mean that was the point right yeah. that was the whole point of the i guess yeah. was uh, th- did everybody know that God had given them the Canaan
3: yeah. and that yeah. this land had been promised to them and yes but wait for a minute there's a passage and I, you might help me with this. I think it's in the Christian scriptures in the book of John. Mm-hmm. And it's where uh, Jesus comes along and he makes food for everybody. And then they they said, we'll make you our king. And he goes up on the mountain alone. Now, whenever I read that, I get a sense of kind of sadness. Mm-hmm. Okay, think of it that way. If
2: I remember correctly, the, 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 the terminology that at least we see is that in a sense, he almost had to flee from them. Because they would take him and make him king. or they would. That's
3: interesting, because when I read that, I say, what I get out of that is this. Is that, Jesus, you're a pretty handy guy to have around, because you make food come around. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to make you our king, but you can be the king of the lunch and dinner. You can make it for us every day. There must have been Democrats. You think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm
2: sorry. I, I, th- I thought that was funny. Yeah, it is, is funny. A little yes, funny, uh, yes, a little bit, as my yes, grandson would say, uh, my three-year-old grandson. I understand. So it's a little bit funny, but it, not much. With
3: that thought in mind, <laughs> let's address it to these spies. Okay. So they go over there, and they've got to do some work. They've got to go conquer that land. God says, okay, time has come for you to do your part. You've got to do this. So think about this. They're saying, wait a minute, let me see if I got this right. You want me to go fight these guys and all this kind of stuff is bad. This is going to be struggles. But if I stay here in the desert with you, you give me shade, you give me warmth, you give me food, you give me water. I don't have to do anything. So the logic is, if I get to stay here, I get to eat and live okay. Everything's fine because you're giving it to me. I don't have to do anything. Same idea with Jesus going up on a mountain. They said, well, we'll make you the king of lunch. And you can do lunch okay. every day. And they had been
2: given manna, and they were still. Yeah. They were still That's receiving. That's the point. Throughout right? the book of Numbers, yeah. they're receiving uh, you know, quail, and evidently this miraculous provision of something yeah. that yeah. they're eating off okay. of. It's like a, what's the word? Colander seed is it called. I think it's coriander. They, coriander seed, yeah. uh, which I don't even know what that is either. So, uh, but there's some some remarkable provision. Edible, evidently nourishing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, food. Uh, also, I, I w- one thing we might also bring into our our understanding of the book of Numbers. Several times in the book of Numbers, you m- we read about their coming into contact with other people groups. Yeah, other yeah. Gr- uh huh. So we mustn't think that they were just out there alone. Never, they weren't in a they weren't in a vacuum. In okay. fact, I would suspect. That sometimes men and women, w- maybe even went back from this two million people group, you know, uh, this this what do you call it, a uh, uh, nomadic uh, group of people, huge com- population
3: nomadic, that Some of them maybe from time to time even made their way back to family in Egypt. Their well, family. in have friends. some questions in your uh, questions this evening. Talks about Balaam and Balak. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. So, yes. Yes. And that and the reason that th- they were hiring the magician is because they didn't want all these Jews going through their land, because they said, hey, you know, these guys come through. They're not going to leave. They're going to conquer us. There was a big road there, and they, and the Jews kept saying, no, no, listen, we'll stay right on the road. We won't bother you. And uh, the king says, no, no, don't want to take that chance. I don't trust to let all these kind of uh, people come into our land. Too, too many immigrants, no one. Yes.
2: Ah, interesting. Well, interesting context of yeah. saying that tonight when immigration and all that is part of our, our part of our debate, part of the issues of today. But I, I guess I say it because quite often I think we take uh, the biblical narrative and we sort of reduce it in a way to uh, we have these, two me- these Jews, maybe we don't even think of them as two million. Maybe you think of them as a smaller group and all, but... And we kind of just focus on them. It's all about them. But we have to remember they lived in a in a context. There were other countries around. They did trade with them. They they probably traded. There was food. They maybe have traded food and other. They had things to trade because they came out of Egypt with with a great deal of abundance of things that they uh, they had gotten from the uh, Egyptian people. Uh, and you've taught us about that. It wasn't just uh, it wasn't just the the you know god said they would leave and that they would uh, and you call that the salvation i think the idea is it related what do we call it we call it it's not booty it's uh, or the rewards of war or conflict uh they were given they asked the people of egypt as they left and and the people responded by giving them a great, oh, great gift. Oh,
3: yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's cha- uh, actually chapter 3 of Exodus. Yeah. yeah, and what word did we use? We use one word. Uh, well, they some translations these days use the word plunder. Plunder, yes. But yeah. you have given to understand well, that actually the root of the word was yeah, the yeah. idea of salvation. Yeah, if you go back and you, well, if you go back, yeah, that's kind of the concept. If a redemption. You go, if you go back and you look at the original King James. Mm-hmm. And there's been some word drift and changes in the words. Mm-hmm. Back then when it says, uh, uh, you shall, uh, man, I can't think of the word King James used, but it's something about you shall uh, take from the land. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Anyway, but the point is, that word back at the time the King James was written does not mean that you're going to take other people's things. Quite the contrary, what the definition meant save. Yes. So what they're saying is to the, not to the rulers, but they're saying only to the people, the Egyptian people, the Uh regular people. Right, exactly. Say, look, this is your choice. And see, this explains why they had to ask. Look, they're just going to go through the ten plagues. They won. Look, let's be honest, okay? Let us, can we talk here? Let (laughs) us be honest. If. If I had been there, and they would, have, and we had just done the, going through the ten plagues, and we just conquered Egypt, I wouldn't say no. We're leaving. I'd say no. We won. You guys leave. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> All right. Some the point, yeah. but, the, but the point is, so it's always a difficult thing when you read it says, uh, "You shall ask the Egyptians." Right. Well, why would you ask? Because the rule in Judaism, much as Christianity is you can never force somebody to begin to do the right thing. They've got to do it voluntarily. And so you're asking. So if I ask them, will you give me this? They're free to say no. Um, But if they they do it, they're taking the first step towards recompense for uh, repentance. They're starting to do something. And so the rule is: is that you can never stop a person from wanting to be a different person, change, mm-hmm. repent, and do right. You must allow them to do that.
2: So they left with the favor uh-huh. of not the government, but or, or the military, or that, right, b- sure. but with the people of Egypt in general. Yes, uh-huh. They left with some favor. They 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 gave them. Uh, Actually, it looks like there was a... a Spoil. Spoil. That's the word, yeah, Yeah, spoil. I was was
3: trying to remember because, yeah, the word spoil in the Old King James, in the English, Mm -hmm. when you go back to like a concordance and you look and you see there will be, in fact, boy, I looked that up. I can't recall what number, but you look it up, and one of the definitions at that time in there for the word spoil is the word save. Yes. Many of the very, very sagacious rabbis throughout history have often interpreted that and says that meant save. Why? Because I'm going to give you the opportunity to begin to do the right thing, and thus by your action of repentance, you are saving yourself.
2: Well, the reason I brought that up is that we I want us to be able to picture, uh, maybe a truer picture as we read the book of Numbers, of of what life was like in that huge Camp uh, of people of Israel that it, 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 it was not ethnic, ethnic, ethnically defined. There were people of all different. Eth- there were Egyptians. There were people of other people groups that came and went. Oh, many, many, yeah. many, yes, and the, the and they came and went. They did trade with the people around them. They, they did. Were Spart- they probably. I'm I'm guessing that some may have returned at times, maybe even to <laughs> Egypt to see family and old friends. I'm not sure. Uh, but we just, the, the point
3: I is, am sure. That never happened. Okay, well, I, <laughs> but I, I will tell know. you this. In fact, the reason it would have been natural, though I think. Uh, well, it may have been natural, uh, but that we're dealing with supernatural yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the idea: is that you remember why they, the the Ma- Amalekites yeah. are such a uh, odious people to the Jews. Right. Do you remember why? I
2: do, because they would not let them travel through no, the no, land. It no, no, they
3: no. They, were, they would come down and try to pick off the stragglers, the stragglers at the, 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 the end. end. Yeah, right. so that's why. Now, when we were talking, Balak and Balaam and all that kind of thing, they were stopping them to come through the land. Because uh-huh, okay. they, they feared, hey, if we let this many people in, they could uh-huh. overthrow us because uh-huh. they didn't know for sure, which I can understand. But they made all kinds of promises. and But anyway, they didn't buy that. But he, see, the reason, let me tell you, everybody knows the land of Israel, according to the Bible, according to the Jews, belongs to the Jews. Okay? We all got that one. Some people may not agree, but that's okay. I want to bring, address that in a moment. But I want to tell you, there's a companion verse in the Bible, in the five books. Uh-huh. And do you know, it, it talks about other people's lands. Uh And it says, you shall not take other people's lands. So you have a commandment. Israel's yours, Uh but you cannot steal or take other people's lands. As far as I know, um, there has never been a land conquest or war by Israel against other people and their lands other than the land of Israel. Uh Now, in fact, um, I know in Deuteronomy it makes reference to Edom. And it actually says, hey, you shall love him, because at one time he was very kind to you. And Esau, and Edom's a descendant of Esau, and I have given them this land, you shall not take it. So even if you're powerful enough, the companion thing about Israel being given to Jews, Jews were taught as one of the commandments, you cannot take other people's lands.
2: All right. Well, let's do put out some questions. We've got um, about four minutes, and let's get some questions out before we go into our first segment break. Psalm thirty-two was also on our reading list for this week. Psalm thirty-two celebrates the general theme of Psalm thirty-two uh, is what? Psalm thirty-two celebrates the relief and joy of people who receive something from God. What is the thing that is celebrated in Psalm thirty that that human beings can receive from God that, that brings relief and joy? What is the theme of Psalm thirty-two? Uh, Let's go on to uh, another one. It says, um, oh, let's just go to Psalm 33. This is a fairly easy question, I think. You might uh, get it just by guessing it, actually. According to Psalm 33, and by the way, uh, Genesis chapter 1, according to Psalm 33, the heavens, the stars, and our entire world came into existence when God did what and you can look at Psalm thirty-three verses which, six. Which number is that? Okay. So number six. six okay. Psalm thirty-three verses six through nine. Now, Jacob, you've got about three minutes. Oh, I get three minutes to give us questions from the Book of Numbers, maybe two. Why,
3: th- sure. Why, Sky? yeah keep okay. your eye on the clock. Okay. Where well, I don't even see the clock. Oh, right there. Okay. All right. Um, let's. Uh, I'd like to. Uh, one of the things I'd like to hit would be. Um, your number, not uh, your number twelve.
2: The num the from the book of Numbers, uh-huh. according to Numbers fifteen thirty, what kind of sin was more serious for Israel, and thus had harsher consequences? What kind of sin was more serious, or maybe even the word most serious for uh-huh. Israel? Sure. Uh, in Numbers fifteen thirty, you'll find the answer.
3: And let's do the next one, number thirteen. Mm.
2: In Numbers chapter fifteen mm-hmm. verse thirty two. A man was stoned to death for doing something most of us think of as kind of of routine or not so bad, but he got stoned to death for doing something. Uh What was it? What was it? Well. uh, What was his sin or crime?
3: Okay. And we're going to discuss that because the the Christian take on that is much different than the Jewish take. All right. Um, Okay. Uh, Do you want me to do another one? Oh, yeah. Oh, another one. Oh, I like.
2: uh, Do you like number 27 or not?
3: Uh, I always like 27. <laughs> red 27 red. Yeah, a... <laughs> Let it ride. Oh yeah 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 sure let's do that one.
2: What did God use to provide healing for snake bites, and how were victims healed? You may uh, think that's an uh, you know kind of an out in the blue question, but. There was an occasion when this became a serious problem for the people of Israel there seemed to be a uh, an overpopulation of evidently of snakes and they bit and there were, people were dying
3: they were and, bit
2: and God gave them a provision something very special to uh-huh. do and uh-huh. it wasn't you know a snake bite kit you know the suck out the venom and so on it was something else <laughs> he provided a God a healing for the snake bites yeah. and I want you to tell me what was that healing what were they and how did the people what did they? How were they healed from those snake bites? And you find the answer in Numbers chapter twenty-one, Numbers chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-seven. So there you go. One, two, three, four, five. You want to give one more if we got time? Oh, uh, that was I you think got about so forty-five seconds.
3: Uh, I think that's twenty-one eight through ten. Oh, you're right. 20, uh, no, it's twenty-one seven. We're looking at twenty-seven. Number person. number twenty-seven. Oh, you're exactly right. Twenty-one
2: verses eight through ten. Grab another one. Okay. Then.
3: Okay. How about this one? How about the? Um, oh, heaven's sakes. Um, oh, how God. about the, the your? Um, man. Uh, okay. How about your number ten? Okay. Israel's punishment for not trusting and obeying God was to wander in the wilderness for forty years. Why forty? Oh, years?
2: that's a very good question. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to learn that nothing ever happened just. Coincidentally, there's always seems to always be a reason for these numbers and for these uh, twelve and forty and seven and oh, yeah. so on and so on. Well, the people Israel's punishment Bingo. for not trusting God and obeying the Lord was to wander in the wilderness for forty years. Why forty years? Is it explained to us in the text itself? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapter fourteen of the book of Numbers, chapter fourteen, and that brings us to verse thirty-four. So. How do you answer the question? You give us a call three four zero uh oh uh three four zero ninety
3: five eighty Thank you, Jacob.
2: You were listening all these years. Uh, you've all been these
3: well I have it written on this right see it's written right there. Okay, well you
2: always ask me what's that number? But see I I tricked him into showing that he actually uh, knows the number. Well, I, I it's it's four feet in front of my face. Three four <laughs> and mine. 340 David has already called in. Uh, we're going to be taking his call just as, after this brief uh, break. You can give us a call as well. We'd love to hear from you. So 340 There are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 questions out there you could call in and answer. We'll look forward to hearing from you just after this break. Don't go away.
4: Tonight. this is the bible live with soapy dollar
2: i want you to meet my friends at the laptop specialist pioneers since 1982 in serving the military business and personal computing needs of our city Our ministry depends a lot on our computers. And whether it's repairs, service, upgrades, or even the purchase of a new machine, the James family and their great staff keep our equipment working, freeing us to do what we're called to do. Go to thelaptopspecialist.net or call 344-4563, 344-4563 for their two locations, the Laptop Specialist. Dr. Stan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the dollar family that's Suzanne and me plus our three children for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist.
0: Well, Elizabeth and I went to Express Lube, and our experience was fabulous. We got in and out of there in literally 20 minutes. When we went to work we had got our oil done before, it would take us two hours. The service was very friendly. You can really trust them. They were super courteous. They vacuumed out the entire front of the car, which was surprising. Very I didn't expect nice. to receive that kind of service. And their name is their game. Express Lube is accurate for the name of their store.
2: And with 23 stores, there's an express lube near you. Nature's Factor carpet cleaning expert, Shayla James. What makes Nature's Factor better than the older carpet cleaning process?
0: Older systems saturate your carpet, leaving your space unusable.
1: National Weather Service in Austin, San Antonio has issued a tornado warning for Central Kendall County until 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. At 9.27 p.m. Central Standard Time, a severe thunderstorm capable of producing a tornado was located over Sisterdale, for 8 miles north of Bernie, moving northeast at 25 miles per hour. Hazard, tornado and quarter-size hail. Source, radar indicated rotation. Impact. Flying debris will be dangerous to those caught without shelter. Mobile homes will be damaged or destroyed. Damage to roofs, windows, and vehicles will occur. Tree damage is likely. Locations impacted include Sisterdale and Crown. Take cover now. Move to a basement or an interior room on the lowest floor of a sturdy building. Avoid windows. If you are outdoors, in a mobile home, or in a vehicle, move to the closest substantial shelter and protect yourself from flying debris.
0: Listening to the Bible live with Soapy Dollar.
2: Full truth as we come back now to the Bible live radio program, this is the quiz show. We have six uh, questions that we put on the air for you to answer we 'll repeat them in just a moment so you can catch up with them but if you 've been listening and uh, know the answer to one of those questions and think wow i could I could get a call us in and get involved with us uh, we think through we 're focusing tonight on the uh, we had some questions from the psalms yes psalm thirty one through thirty three but also we're our basic focus is on the book of numbers, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then the fourth book of the Torah, the Hebrew scriptures, the book of numbers. And we've kind of given a kind of broad background uh, look at the book of numbers uh, this evening as we started the program. Let's go now and visit with our first caller of the evening. His name is uh, David and I uh, think we maybe we visited before but uh if not either way we're so happy to receive your call tonight david thanks for joining us you're welcome we're and yes you have visited with me Dave before calling in <laughs> hi can you hear us all right i can can right. you hear me we, yes i hear hi. you perfectly and with along with all of our other listeners around south texas and san antonio would are lo- anxious to hear what you got to say i know uh, uh you uh, if i remember correctly you know the script. Called in last well. week. So I'm very excited to hear. Are you uh,
3: David that was from Arkansas?
2: I am David from Arkansas. Wow,
3: yeah. Noah looked, did you? Do
2: you remember now that Noah looked out of the Arkansas? You know, the Arkansas. That's road,
4: right. The only. Estate. Arkansas. And, and, and to, to add to that for you, I was born in one of, if not probably the only city in the United States mentioned in the word.
2: Oh my goodness. He's gonna you know what that is? He's gonna expand on Jacob's story. Uh okay. What would city would that be? Um I'm, I'm Memphis. To think. Oh. What would be the only other the city in the United States he you just mentioned. answered it. Do you know? Memphis. Memphis? Yeah, Memphis. Oh that's right. It was Memphis, the largest city about. in Egypt, wasn't it? That's right. That's exactly that right.
3: Memphis. See, uh, David, if you'll mention it like five or six times, we'll catch right on.
2: <laughs> Give me a chance to check my, catch right my on. concordance. Well, now, Memphis, Tennessee, I know about. I didn't know there was a Memphis, Arkansas. How about that?
4: No, I was born in Memphis,
2: Tennessee. Oh, you, so. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like Jacob says, I am going to catch up in a little bit. Well, David, what's on your mind tonight? What caused you to call? What kind of prompted you All right, to so, got your brain to moving? Yeah.
4: Well, I was just calling because I'm listening to your show, finally. Uh, I'm back in Arkansas. I'm not in San Antonio this week. So, so I'm listening calling. to you guys on iHeartRadio. Right. But, uh, um, I was just interested in a couple of your questions there. The one from Numbers about the the man who was caught doing something. Ah, yeah. Wanting to know what he was caught doing.
2: Mm-hmm. What was it?
4: Um... Well so he was caught collecting sticks is what the a- actual activity was but that's right he was uh, most literally def- defying God uh-huh. in what way uh, because uh, he was defying his commands about working on the sabbath
2: okay all right I'm going to give you we're going we're going ring the bell we're going to celebrate the fact that you got it exactly right uh, we're going to talk a little further about the evidently According to my friend here, there's another aspect of what was that? Why was he gathering that firewood? That's part of the answer too, isn't it, Jacob? It, it is. Okay. It is.
3: So yeah, uh, let's see. Let's discuss this second. So we stay,
2: let's stay on this one for the moment.
3: Yeah, Just,
4: uh, He was most likely discussing the wood for the purposes of the building a fire for work on the tabernacle.
3: Well, okay. Do you I believe that's what most father. most
4: commentators would say.
3: Oh, we know about his mother and father? Uh, it us, tells us, so I guess we know. Do we? Uh, do, do you remember anything <laughs> about who his mother and father was? No, I don't often. Uh, his mother evidently was Jewish, but his father was not. And so the, and the way the Jews understand this, and this is a historic understanding, a teaching, is he wasn't just out picking up firewood. And violating the Sabbath, he was violating the Sabbath because he was bu- using that to build uh, God that his father worshipped, and uh, the reason they take that that way is that yeah, it's because it's saying his mother is uh, Jewish, as so evidently his father wasn't. Any anyway, rate, so that he was making this, and in the Jews understand, I I subscribe to this that. The name of other gods, and uh, there's no vulgarity. There's no names of other gods, actual names, in the Torah itself. It's There's always a... A pseudonym or uh, some kind of an acronym or some.
2: description,
3: maybe. Yeah. A, yeah. So, so they understand this. And most mean, of the
2: time, derogatory,
3: right? Uh, not most of the time. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> but, for example, uh, when he's picking up the sticks, and that's, what is that, uh, is that what chapter is that in 15, uh, what, 22? Numbers 15. 20, 15 20, yeah,
2: 1532 is 15, the 32. we okay. quoted right. from mm-hmm, or asked from. Uh-huh. Numbers 15, 32. Go ahead, Jacob. You-
3: uh-huh. Well, you see, it follows right after the passage of about the definition of, if you look in verse 30, a person who shac- shall act. Now, I'm taking this from the Hebrew, so Sopi probably has a better translation for our purposes. But it says, who shall act high-handedly, whether native or proselyte, he has blaspheme- blasphemed God. Uh, and uh, of course, I'm so oh, okay. The word
2: can, now. can I read that in our version? Just, it does. You know, it is a good. Starting, I would
3: starting
4: not in verse 30. Any other way.
2: Starting in verse 30. Verse 30 and 31. Start in yeah. 27, so on, it says, if one com- an individual commits an unintentional sin, the guilty person must bring a one year. So he's talking about unintentional, intentional, that sort of thing. And then in verse 30, he gets down to that and he says, but those who brazenly, I, I suppose that means intentionally, uh, violate God's will, whether native-born Israelites or foreigners, has blasph- have blasphemed the Lord, and they must be cut off from the community. Since they have treated the Lord's word with contempt and deliberately deliberately disobeyed his command, they must be completely cut off and suffer the punishment for their guilt. And then it tells this story, and I, I wonder if it is...
3: Those who found him.
2: Uh-huh. One day, while the people of Israel were in the wilderness, they discovered a man gathering would on the Sabbath day. The people who found him doing this took him before Moses, Aaron, and the rest of the community. They held him in custody because they did not know what to do with him, uh, which is interesting. That's the only case of, of jails. <laughs> this is the single case yeah. in the
3: Torah of where somebody is arrested yeah. or put in custody, and it's only overnight. Yeah, it's
2: interesting. It's like then the Lord said to Moses, the man must be put to death. The whole community must stone him outside the camp, so the whole community took the man outside the camp, stoned him to death, just as the Lord how c- had commanded. Now I do remember, Jacob, you're oh, yeah. you're mentioning this, and maybe in years past, in readings past, through this passage, that, uh, how is it uh, the understanding comes about that this was not just working on the Sabbath, yeah, but this it, is not it had to do with uh, idolatry. They
3: understand that this was an act of a uh, secret worship of a. Uh, uh, putting together the the fundamentals, the elements, the items of a building and an idol, and so that's how they take this. But they read it in conjunction with the previous verses. Okay. But that's, and do uh, they? Well, you, that,
4: you, you, you know, know what else? That? You know what else they read it with is the following verses as well.
5: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah please go. ahead.
4: Well, the, the assumption is made that because he was making an idol or a a figure to represent worship and. Whatever. The next is from, from Yahweh, a reminder given to the children of Israel through, through Moshe that they shall make tassels or fringes in their garments,
3: yes, so the corners
4: of their garments throughout with a blue cord or through the middle to remind them of all the commands mm-hmm. and that they shall do them and not search after your own heart
2: and that I am the Lord your God that no other no other yeah, god there the you first, go. being, David's right. first yeah, being yeah it's big i we're brought you out of egypt sure. I, I am the lord your god so uh, i interesting I, I i thought there was something else that maybe well in my view i'm looking at of the commands i know that there were capital crimes there were sins in the levitical law and so on, in 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 the laws that moses gave that mm-hmm. that uh, idolatry and worship of a foreign god it, was actually a, 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 a capital sin, right? Uh,
5: and gathering firewood... Ca-
3: capital sin, yeah. It's uh, like a, a capital offense, meaning death was the... Right, yeah. Well, yes. Uh-huh. Was, was disobeying... Well, that was the result the of any sin. A capital sin as well? Uh, I, have, I have no knowledge that anybody was ever yeah. stoned for uh, violating the Sabbath. In fact, the standard rule in Jewish thought is that you're not just allowed, you're commanded to violate the Sabbath to help another person that needs help.
2: No, I don't, I don't mean in a, in, a, in that sense. I'm talking about someone who blatantly, intentionally dishonored the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. and the, Even if he was just gathering firewood, let's remove for the oh, moment yeah. the element yeah. of idolatry. Let's say he was just and,
3: out working. Yeah, he was out working. Yeah, that would not be a, a death sentence, no. But I do want to point one thing out because we're right on the cross, a couple uh. of the, Cup here, the crust of the cup. Cusp of the cup Yes, the I'm looking for a cusp here. Help me <laughs> out would you? Uh But my point is. Somebody is help is me. Look what's happening. And you pointed out, well, you pointed out, Sophie, that just before verse 30, it talks about uh, the first verse, talks about unintentional sin. And really, in the Bible, in the Jewish Bible, it talks about. Sin is unintentional. Now I know in our society, okay. in our culture, we use sin for intentional, unintentional, everything. But this is distinguishing, as it does in Leviticus.
2: I'm wondering if David, David, listen to this and tell me if this is something that you've come to understand as well. I had not known this, and it seemed to me like nitpicking at first, as a little simple little Apache Gentile. You know, <laughs> at first I thought, Oh, you mean you guys know that? It went into the motivation, I guess, behind or the experience of
3: the individual behind. Each individual well, you, trans- read, you read the great verse that you read. There Sophie, was sin, in verse 29, it says, it who does this unintentionally? Then all of a sudden we sit gears, and from the Hebrew it says, a person who shall, shall act high-handedly, intentional, in other words. Uh-huh. Exactly what yours would say. And he has, right. now look closely, he's blasphemed God. Is that the one called iniquity,
2: or is that the one no, called no, transgression? No.
3: sin is unintentional. Iniquity is intentional against your fellow human being. Okay. Transgression is intentional against God. Okay, so this is that third level of different uh, transgression. Yes. This is so pers- he's blasphemy okay. God, but here's the interesting thing. Now, the previous verses talk about the, the lamb and the goats, and if you look in Leviticus uh, chapter 4, chapter 7, you'll find that there's offerings, animals, for. Sin for unintentional. I'm going to repeat the word constantly. Unintentional. 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 Huh. But is there any animal offering for intentional? And the answer is, look at verse thirty. No. Yeah. He, what'd you say, Dave? He said no. No. Dave, Fred, get give him another ring. Okay. Dave <laughs> where's my Where's my <laughs> bell? No, where's your bell? It's gone. Did it fall off the desk? Did you come get my
2: bell?
4: Well, I'll that, give you, that's I'll also give you that's power. also reiterated in the book of Hebrews.
3: All right, so there you go. Uh, uh, okay, so so only one thing is possible with an intentional sin. What did you do it? Look under your papers. What'd you do, Sophie? I can't find my bell. I don't either. John, did you come get my bell? <laughs> anyway, all right. <laughs> anyway, so here's the idea. This is when you must. Re- the only animal is you. You have to repent, and it's all about you not giving an animal for sin.
4: So that that intentional sin is also talked about in Hebrews ten. Oh, okay. Verses twenty six and twenty
3: seven. Oh, excellent. Referred to right for now. if we that's Hebrews, for if we sin uh,
4: purposely after we have received the knowledge uh, of the truth, there no longer remains a slaughter offering for sins. Ah. But some um, fearsome anticipation of judgment and a fierce fire which is about to consume the opponents.
3: Excellent, David. That's Hebrews ten. What verse? Twenty
4: six and
3: twenty seven. I made a note. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Would you mind reading that again, Dave, because oh. you're a hundred percent right. Hebrews ten, twenty seven. Sure. Well, actually For
4: if we sin purposefully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, Uh there no longer remains a slaughter offering for sins, Uh but some fearsome anticipation of judgment and a fierce fire which is about to consume the opponents.
3: So we actually have, it's actually, that's a great reference, because it really is capturing the idea of what we're just looking at here. Uh Yes, exactly. a listed animal in the book of Leviticus for intentional. If we deliberately sin, a call
2: to persevere as believers. Okay, so I,
3: and I know in our society we mm-hmm. tend to use the word sin for intentional, unintentional, just anything, and that's okay. And I can under, I can work with that, and I can live with that. But technically speaking, uh, in the Bible, it sin is a transgression. Yes, huh? yeah. that's why when you find in the Psalms, uh, David will say something like, "You know, I was born in sin." In yeah. other words, and I didn't it, know. And in in, in iniquity did uh, my mother yeah, conceive me. So. What happens is he's doing things intentional. You know, uh, it's one thing to uh, accidentally take something that doesn't belong to you. You don't mean to do it. It's another thing to steal it.
2: I never knew this, David. I don't know uh, in your background. I'm, Like I said, I, I became a, a believer and a follower of Jesus of Nazareth and the Scriptures and all. When I was an 8-year-old boy, I began to just grow in the Lord and love the Lord. And, you know, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Jehovah, I mean, this uh, Messiah, okay. the scriptures, memorizing scriptures, learning scriptures. But I never knew, and I, I suppose it was a kind of a cultural, uh, societal limitation. You know, we just think of sin and iniquity and transgressions. They're all same wor- different words for the same thing. But I never knew this idea, uh, th- this difference that sin is one thing, that iniquity is an, an intentional uh, uh, sin, slight differences and levels, the subtle differences and. Le- I just never knew that. Did you grow up with that as well, or had you come to? Is that a new idea to you as well, or how do, how would you look at that?
4: Um, it was probably a fairly new idea within the past about four years. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that there are. Yeah. Well, see, I would still categorize, probably categorize them all as sin ultimately, but there are. Unintentional, accidental sins, like getting frustrated with somebody at a stoplight because they don't go fast enough when the light turns green. Those are things that are covered by grace. And then, specifically, what we were just talking about is intentional, purposeful sin. Purposeful sin is something that we're not that, that John tells us not to pray for our brothers if we see them purposefully sinning. We can May correct I them. Offer... We can point them in the right direction. But if they refuse to listen and continue to purposefully yeah. sin, there you go. that's when we're supposed to stop.
2: Unrepentedly, un, you know, unrepented, you know.
4: purposeful uh-huh. sin is even further, a further step. Even.
2: Unresponsive to correction.
3: And I'm going to demonstrate something yeah. for you. When you look over in Leviticus, you will find that a lamb is used, a lamb is used for unintentional sin or Pur- sin. No.
4: Or since you didn't know about until they were brought yeah, here, Since you, sure,
3: no. you but you're guilty of, and yeah. you learn you're guilty. All right. So now yep. let me apply that to Jesus. Okay. Jesus is known as in the Christian world I'm as trembling, and that's no, okay. It's okay. It's a nice thing. So Jesus is known in the Christian world as the Lamb of God, right? Could John, the Bab- John, John the Wait, uh,
2: Baptizer said that, yeah. Okay. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes what? away the sin of the world.
3: Okay, but so he's known as the Lamb. Do we agree with that part? He was a Jew and a Levite. Was. What? Yes. Do we agree with the part that he's known as the Lamb of God? Oh Yes, we do. Okay. I do. How about you, David?
4: Uh, sorry, what was that? I? I think I got distracted by something that was said in between there about he being <laughs> a Jew and a Levite. Do
2: you? Yeah. He uh,
4: wasn't. A, he wasn't a Levite. <laughs>
2: Oh, he was the son of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Yes, he was a Levite.
3: Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Well, John, wait, John no, was, you know, yes. John the Baptist. Yes, yeah, John. Uh, that's what i mean. three different yeah. conversations going on here. <laughs> Why don't yeah. we discipline ourselves to focus <laughs> on what we're talking about? <laughs> focus on what I'm saying. He's the Lamb of God. God. Back to the topic. Okay, Jacob, okay, look, back to the, the Lamb the of God. The idea is that Jesus is known as, in the Christian world, as the Lamb of God, correct? Bingo. Okay. Correct. All right, now, a lamb is used, we know, for sin. Sin is... Unintentional. Sin sacrifice. When correct. Jesus is on the cross, I quote his oh, words back God. to you, like Sophie this. and David, for anybody else. He said, Forgive them, they, for they know. know, know no,
4: no, 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 please, sir. They know not what they do. I, like, they they do. Love, you do this.
3: I love this. For they, if, for they know not what they're doing. Not he what did they do. not say, Forgive them, they know exactly what they're doing. Because that would be intentional.
2: Ooh, interesting. Correct.
4: And, we, and when you see. Um, one of the apostles talked about that if they had known what they were doing, they would be treated much differently.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. That That's exemplifies that as well. I had not thought of that passage either. That's
3: great. So uh, that what I, and I'm a strong believer in, you know, and uh, what it says is what it says, and I... I and it's important to know what it says. I I, I yes. heard a report just a couple of days ago that only 18% of the people in America read the Bible. Only 8% read it routinely. And if that's all that's reading, the truth is I can tell you anything or anybody can tell you anything about the Bible, about God, you don't know if you're not reading it.
2: And I heard today that's that right. 38% of American population, which is down from what I thought it uh, uh, used to be at least, but 38% of Americans... Uh, routinely or attend a church or synagogue they're, they're involved which which i think is down from what i had learned so many years ago but but that would make sense in today's culture but if you take that then you take this 18 percent then you go down to the eight percent you can see that wow we, we 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 really need to get back to the old book we really do need not just for intellectual or you know kind of curiosity, but if we're serious about knowing God and, and hearing from God and walking with God and experiencing God in our lives and in our culture, mm-hmm. wow, we need to return to the book. You know, that's, that's going to well, be fundamental. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, if, if we come to a realization that, that he created us, he created us out of his will and his purpose, then we should, I mean, in essence, we should dedicate our every being, our every day of every bit of our lives to knowing our Creator and knowing His desires and obeying Him.
2: Seeking to honor Him. could
3: I ask you, Mm -hmm. if you don't mind, if I ask you something I should, please feel comfortable enough not to to answer. I'd like to know, because you called once before and obviously you called now, and I'd like to know a little bit about you. I I got the impression from your call before, a couple weeks back, whenever, that you're uh, basically a Christian. Is that correct?
4: Um
3: correct me harm i would i like, would i would call, I would, call I would i would
4: probably call myself a hebrew okay you, and say that
3: i've crossed over okay do you uh, Were you uh, <laughs> just so just so i got a grasp uh were you born jewish no huh?
4: i don't know if i'm jewish okay so we, I, I wouldn't i wouldn't have any idea if i have I mean, any jewish background right in terms in terms
3: of ethnicity and you never went through like correct. A, you never went through a jewish conversion something like that no Okay. No, not so, at all. That's fine. Uh, I,
4: I mean, if you if you want to know, when I was thirty five, I'm forty six now. Okay. So eleven years ago, um, in a Calvary Chapel in Florida, ah. uh, the Lord opened my eyes to Him, and prior to that, I was a professed uh, atheist for many years. Uh, very, very much a Paul, a Saul, before his conversion. Mm-hmm. To any Christians I knew, and any, and especially to to probably my mother, by questioning and condemning her beliefs, ah. he used some very intelligent men that I knew, and uh, opened my eyes. And from that moment, I've been, you know, growing and learning and 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 exploring His Word, and and at times being becoming complacent and allowing myself to be spoon fed. And uh, about four and a half or five years ago, my wife asked me one day, and, and right after church, she said, how come the word says we should do this and we don't do that? And I decided at that moment that I was going to properly be the shepherd of my family and study his word and understand him along with my family and my wife and obey him and follow him and you know, one of the the first things I came to is we're only obeying mind of the Ten Commandments uh, because we don't honor His Sabbath, the day that He established as his mm-hmm. Sabbath. We don't keep it. Uh, so I started, We started keeping the seventh day Sabbath. Uh, we did try to go to a Seventh Day Adventist church. It just didn't seem seem to fit right, and there was a little bit of. Um, well, I don't want to be derogatory, so I won't say. But we didn't stick That's with it. That's a good. We we, we came principle. out of that.
3: In fact, uh, uh, we came right, out of right, that, right, and, over and and the cut button. So we're glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: um. So so we came out of that, and we uh, we have been pursuing him fully ever since that
3: uh, that time. And and in uh, your your uh, view of uh, God and religion, uh, would it be fair to say that Jesus Yeshua? Yeah, is your savior then absolutely okay that's all he
4: came I, he came okay. to save the lost of israel and um and I am israel i am part of Israel, according mm-hmm. to paul even in ephesians mm-hmm. two two eleven through thirteen and i'm grafted in yeah. Romans mm-hmm. eleven talks about that as well and i'm grafted into the vine
3: mind. yes <laughs> I like those verses, those nice
4: verses. <laughs> yeah grafted into the vine and mm-hmm. and I've come to an understanding of uh, the parable of the prodigal sons talking about the the reuniting of the two houses of Israel, Judah and Ephraim, or mm-hmm. Joseph for Israel, being reunited together as one stick, as is prophesied in Ezekiel. And I look forward to that time when I'll be with my brother Judah again mm-hmm. in spirit and in truth.
3: By the way, David,
4: instead of just uh, one or the other.
3: Uh, this last time you called, Sophie and I were actually talking about the call after the show. And we
2: have had a number of phone calls about your call, David. You might yeah. really be yeah, like, people find your experience intriguing and your knowledge uh, <laughs> impressive, and well, they were intrigued by the... this David that called in. So, uh, are, you, uh, <laughs> are you? I can <laughs> some, know that.
3: Are you some type of official in your church, a minister, something like that?
2: Um
4: I actually don't attend any church. We have a oh. uh, home fellowship here in our home uh, with other Remember, Torah know. observant. <laughs> yes. Uh we also fellowship time, right? with a much with a much larger group of uh, a fellowship of fellowships mm-hmm. uh once a month on the first um Sabbath after the new moon every every month. Oh. And for, for San Antonio if anyone's interested I'll I'll email Sophie again. I've emailed you once, so yes, if you, you check have. your email, you can Thank get in touch with nice. me. Um, I can put anybody that wants to get in touch with someone that does the same or teaches the same or, or not teaches, but believes the same as I do that's holding a home fellowship there in the northwest area of San Antonio. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I have a great friend there, co worker, and a great friend that uh, keeps the Sabbath, keeps Torah, uh, and observes the entire Word of God instead of just a little bit here and there.
2: Stay with us, folks. Thanks, David. 340-9585. We'll be right back.
0: This is The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. It's
1: all because of Jesus
0: I'm alive. It's all because the blood of Jesus Christ covers me and raise this dead
1: man's life.
4: You're listening to The Bible Live with Sophie
1: Dollar.
2: And we are back. Thank you for joining us. We still have David on the line with us after that uh, a great conversation, David. I I did want you to know that several folks have called, and they were enjoying your contributions, and uh, we do, too. We wish you well, and thank you for being a part of the program, calling all the way from that foreign country of Arkansas. Wow. (laughs) We don't get that, that the exotic call that often. So, uh, thanks for being a part of the program with us, David. For sure, uh, we've got another caller on the line and all, but I did, I did want to give you a proper, not just hang up, or I wanted to give you a chance to us a chance to say we thank you for calling, and maybe there was something else. You, you, actually, I thought you said there were two questions you might like to address. Was there another question that you uh, thought you'd like to answer? No, no. I mean,
4: I, I could, but I'll, I'll leave it to other callers.
2: I'm sure you could But
4: other callers have some fun with you guys too.
2: Thank you very much. i tell well. you, it, it is fun talking
4: it. to you guys. I really enjoy it, and um, it's been a blessing to be yeah, able to share David. and talk about God's Word. Anytime, work. okay?
2: Anytime. Shalom. Sure will. Talk Shalom. You, you bet. Well, good. Good to hear from uh, David this evening. We do have another caller. Let's go quickly to our another caller. His name is Harold here on the Bible Live Quiz Show. Glad to hear from you, Harold. What's going on in your world?
5: Good evening. Toby Dollar and Jacob. Hey. Um... Guys. H-
2: how you doing? How's it? it going? We're doing good. <laughs> I'm doing real good. How's the year started All for I, you?
5: Well the year started really good. Uh I had some a few uh things to to uh add uh to say, but first I heard uh, the caller last week and then again this week and um it, it I'm gonna speak freely. It sure. always amazes me, you know, when I hear someone else, maybe not the gentleman that called someone else that, you know, they realize they found the Lord and they, you know, they believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And, you know, I think when that happens to someone, I think it happens to them. And and it just astounds me sometimes. I don't even know if that's a word. That And then Jesus came for all the Jews. I mean, I would say, you know, if Jesus came for a person, you, you know, uh George or whatever, uh-huh. George don't need to say he oh, he came for the like all the Jews are lost, you know it's like no, 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 he came for you, you had your moment, and now you're a better person. Leave the Jews alone, <laughs> don't worry about the Jews. you see, they got their own thing going on and and anyway, um I'm supposed to be a better person than that. But it, it's, no, anyway, it's good
2: to hear from me. I mean, real thoughts from real people. That, uh, you know, there's no use uh, being. Uh, I think were, we we're rethinking. I think believers, and I don't mean to interrupt you, and I won't be long, but. No, that's fine. Go believers ahead. across America, Christian believers, you can denomination and so on, Christianly, We we seem to be moving away from so much focus on the label that's on the bottle and focusing more on the contents of the life and not the label so much. So we, we tend seem to be moving away a little bit from the idea of denominationalism, that sort of thing. And uh, believers seem, followers of Jesus, uh, we, you know, Christian and the believers, what we call in the religious thing call Christianity, uh, they seem to be kind of a rediscovering of our roots, that we are indeed uh, followers of a Jewish, the Messiah, the Jehovah, the Abraham, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that we seem to be discovering that no, that we are. It, it, there's an attachment. We are some way identified with well, this people.
5: L- let me ask you. Let me ask you. With everything you said, that we are, and I include myself, we are discovering our Jewish roots and how it was all Jewish. Mm-hmm. And then, are we discovering a? Uh, our roots that are really lost and not, not the right route. So we're mm-hmm. following something that has always been started, but these people are still left behind because they haven't got the, you know, the picture. Uh, so why do we put so much in as Christians or Gentiles or nations, whatever into another people that we look to their scriptures for answers for, you know, that's, that's where I'm, you know, it's like, you know, I can, you know, you know, you know what? This, this weekend is a Martin Luther King weekend. Mm-hmm. And wow. like That's last, last year we had a whole lot of people from Antioch Baptist Church and we did this year too. And I mean, we is from Temple Bethel and we had the black dominant church sitting at Temple Bethel. And then today my wife and I and my sister drove an hour and a half from, uh, Canyon Lake on the last minute's notice and we went to their church. Mm-hmm. Today and Betty's, you know, every, you know, there's, there's not a seems to be a mystic. I wonder what these people need and these people have something and these people don't. It, you know, I can't remember the sermons or could I repeat them all? But it was just about people being people, people being who we are. You know, um, but it, you know, th- th- that this is really not the reason I called it all. But <laughs>
2: but it, you it sure did a lot like- of sense, and I, I appreciate the the comments. I really do.
5: Well, I, I appreciate you appreciating the comments. Uh, <laughs> I
2: appreciate you. I, I appreciate y'all.
3: <laughs> I appreciate y'all.
2: Okay, now listen, we well, could get back to one. of the, I don't know if you wanted to answer a question or not.
3: Well, I, your...
5: you know, there's something. I, there's something I wanted to tell you. Okay. Uh, you know, I had left something out a while back, and and um, you remember a, a few weeks ago when I had all those. Issues with the doctor, with the heart doctors, and all this stuff, and I got stunned by all those bees and everything. Yes. Well, you know, I went to the heart doctors, and ENTs, and everything, and, you know, the neurologist looked at me and said, Hell, why are you, why do you have a look of such despair? And I know we're in the book of Numbers, and in your version, you know, the NOT, it says, a, after, a year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spake to Moses in the tabernacle. Uh huh. In, in in the wilderness of, of cyanide, So I I caught myself in the wilderness again, just, you know, just like I was a few years ago. I wasn't able to accomplish the things I wanted to. I lost three or four weeks of my life just, you know, I can't get back what I lost, you know. And there's things I had planned and anything. And, you know, if my dad was alive, I would be asking him all this or talking to him. So, I'm, so I don't know if I'm alone in this. Sophie, or have you ever experienced a period of time that you've lost and you Are couldn't you accomplish?
3: About being depressed, Harold. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what?
5: I w- I was reading the. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. Reading- a-
3: okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Well, I was reading. You know the heading part of the Book of Numbers, and it also says not only is the senses the the main thing of that. Uh, uh, the idea of the book, but it's about people leaving Egypt and the uncertainty of the future. And and you know, my boy wants to join the air force, and now he wants to join the army. He's losing; he lost sixty pounds, and he's in good shape. And the uncertainty—proud of him. Um, that's
2: great. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, the, the pound, the weight loss. I mean, that's good. Get back in shape, get healthy. Yeah, that's good. No, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. I didn't
5: know, mean to. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. He's just, you know, like a young kid that, mm-hmm. oh, he's 23 almost. He's not a young kid, graduated from college. And just, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And so the thing of it is, is du- during my period of being sick and laid up for three weeks and uh, having to have someone tell me that it, it, it's okay with what you went through You know, we have you know the future. We have all these different things to do, and so I was just wondering if it was, you know, am I doing has Jacob experienced something like that? You know, as a caller,
3: uh, as cause um, of other people's depression. (laughs) Jacob Jacob
5: (laughs) causes
2: depression. He never even Uh, been depressed. No, no. I will tell you for the honest truth, uh, Harold. Is that uh, I. That was part of my experience. I've already talked about it on the other that I had a, a, a long illness uh, that toward the end of the last year, maybe even the last uh, two to three months, even back into October. And August, there was a growing uh, it, part of it was physical bronchitis and so on. But also there was uh, it, it worked into things. I have a, he- a heavy, heavy workload and so on and so on. And, and I kept thinking I'll get well, I'll get well, and I kept taking different medications for treat this or that. Or that. And my doctor tells me now that they kind of created a perfect storm. Uh, for myself, in terms of the chemical balances, and then, yeah, I, I, I sunk into what would be called a very severe depression. It's black and dark, and and discouraging, and, and despondent. And I never have in all of my life. I am I am the typical cheerful, sanguine, soapy dollar. I love people, and I get along with people. I'm happy. I'm I'm, I'm just upbeat and sing a song, word of encouragement. That's all my life. I this was the first time I've ever experienced. A, 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 a darkness, a bleakness, a, oh, you never want to go there, folks, I'm guaranteed. But all my life I've been empathetic and sympathetic to people who talk about, who suffer from depressions and, and so on, and I've always been sympathetic, but I've never been understanding because I just, I could never identify, I could never say, well, what what must that be like to be so despondent and hopeless and despairing and suicidal and that sort of thing. Wow. I've been there. Uh, I and, and like I say, the doctor said it wasn't. Um, it, it was kind of a perfect storm of things I did, and the. It, but I, I came. Wow. had that deep experience. So Harold, yes, I, 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 Harold, don't think I said anything. I didn't say, I said, Harold, yes, I have been there. And the Lord brought me through. Thank goodness for brothers and sisters in Christ who knew and recognized the things and some good friends that said, Oh, so this is what's happening to you. You need to get this and this, and you need some help. And, and came through and I'm back to my cheerful, uh, uh, lovable self. But the, the point is, is that yeah, it can happen, and some I don't know. I can't exactly say. I, I kind of do think I agree with the doctor that it kind of happened to me. Uh, it was a kind of a perfect storm of mixing up my body chemistry, and it just. It ha- now I'm through it. I'm out of it. I don't. I think it'll ever happen to me again. But I'll be honest. I I do now have a better understanding and love f- uh, for people who do have uh, suffer from these things, and. Uh, Even in the midst of that, I'll say, in the despair and the darkness and the bleakness, I I clung to, I said, boy, the only thing there, the only anchor was, I I know you're there, God. I know God is there. And and even though I wanted to go meet him, (laughs) I I knew he was there, and I knew that. So, yeah, it gives an anchor. It gives a purpose. And I don't know if I, what would you say, Jacob, his question to you about? Have you ever experienced anything like that? Oh,
3: well? No, I uh, I usually have too many responsibilities to do that. You don't have time to... I just don't have time to be depressed. To, to be depressed. So one of these, it's like on those days, when I get everything taken care of, I'm going to have, you know, like the sign says, at that time, I'll have a breakdown. Well, I'm, I'm going to... Uh, Harold, I, don't,
2: I hope you don't mind if we... with that little Of course response, not. If we go ahead and, and uh, pass on, open up the line for someone else. But I just so sure, appreciate of your calling. We love hearing from you, Harold you become a great and I the program. on uh, the program. Right. Be strong, brother. All right. Be strong. Keep walking with the Lord. Learn from your brothers and, and sisters. Right. You say some really good things. Tonight, I really appreciated, it. particularly some of the things you said really struck home about uh, how, you know, we're... Let me say, let me add one other thing, Harold, before you go. All right, all right. Uh, we're talking about, as believers, as followers of Jesus, how we're discovering our roots, but I think Jacob has mentioned sometimes, too, that there seems to be a growing sort of awareness and openness... From the Jewish side, even the uh, Jewish believers that seem to be saying, hey, you know, maybe we haven't done right by that Jewish rabbi from the first century. Maybe we need to reexamine what this this leader. I, and I've told him many times the Jewish if had been an Apache. We'd be <laughs> we'd be shouting it from the rooftops. Look what our man did. But uh, but they there does seem to be a little bit of a reevaluation and a, and a thinking through about Jesus,
3: about it, who he was, what he's done. Frankly, in that sense, he's brought... There is a book written by a very orthodox rabbi. His name is uh, Boteak And he actually wrote a book called Kosher Jesus. Of course, his position is, and uh, i never read the book, his position is is that Jesus was an orthodox Jew. Now, he doesn't take the same that a Christian would take. But he's saying, look, the truth is that you're not supposed to turn your back on a, a fellow Jew, as Christians should not turn their back on a fellow Christian. And so... In the book, his point basically is simply that, you know look, he was a Jew. He is orthodox because uh, everything he did was 100% uh, biblical. So uh, he should be have the respect of being that kind of character. And that's why this orthodox rabbi, and like I say, his name is Boteach, and uh, he, uh, he wrote the book called Kosher Jesus. It's just, it's an interesting book, interesting take. And wasn't there another, was it wasn't him that said, the, the the idea, the observation that
2: we have to remember that, that he has actually brought more human beings from across planet Earth over hundreds and hundreds of years, more human beings into the knowledge of and worship and of the the true and living God, than than any other
3: than anyone yeah. else in history I, I don't Evidently. think There's any doubt about that. Yeah. So, uh, and
2: that's my point,
5: and that's my point about you know, the true and living God, this this Jesus Christ that means Messiah in Hebrew, as far as I, as far as I know, he did do that. And so for someone to say, well, the Jews, got Jesus came for the Jews. No, 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 no. You're trying to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying turn jewish but
2: I don't know. I better let y'all go so you can get somebody else (laughs) on. You've done great, Okay. Thank you, friend. All
3: right. Bye-bye. Good to hear from you. I've had a note here, and I want to talk about it just for a moment before we get too far over the show. All right. And we're heading towards the end. Go ahead. At the beginning, I was going to tell you, uh, you remember about a month ago in the United Nations, there was a vote taken in America, uh, did not abstain, which condemned Israel for these settlements settlements in in Israel. In Israel. All right. Well, and uh, a lot of people maintained uh, that uh, the President Obama was this, actually the instigator of the mm-hmm. motion. Anyway, be that as it may, that was a preliminary motion. Well, what was going on is this weekend, today, and tomorrow, uh, the, the United Nations was taking another vote to establish a country of Palestine, and I was—I've been watching that very, very carefully. And because if they established the boundaries of Palestine as a country, uh, like they did with Israel and Jordan in 1948, it would have boundaries. And had they passed it, uh, it would have included uh, Jerusalem, uh, the Temple Mount, the wall, everything you see that the Jews praying at. It would all become another country called Palestine. And this is interesting because there never was in the history of the world a country called Palestine. Fascinating stuff. Anyway, here's the good news. Um, they had the meeting. Um, the country, Great Britain, they sent what they call a junior delegation that did not have authority to vote. And this is how what it was, uh, it was presented to me today. And this is what they said in Great Britain. So this has been defeated, I'm glad to announce. And it said, out of deference... To President elect Donald Trump, we are only sending a junior delegation that cannot vote on this, so we will, we will not support it. So, somehow, there must have been some contact between Donald Trump and Great Britain, which I think is great. But I was really worried about that because if they passed that, if they established that country of uh, so called Palestine, and all the Temple Mount and everything would have been in, in the country of Palestine. And of course, Israel would have said no, mm-hmm. and we would have had a very awkward and dangerous situation on our hands, mm-hmm. but it got declined today. So well, that's good. What, I'm glad I for I the information.
2: I didn't know about that. Almost
3: yeah. nobody knew about no.
2: it. We, see, there's so many things that, uh, I, if I remember correctly, uh, not much more than a week ago, uh, our president, our current president, not, not president-elect, but if I remember correctly... Uh, uh, the l- exact location of Israel's nuclear weapons was revealed oh, thanks to uh, the, the United Nations, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, That's that uh, uh, correct. It's a detail. I'm, I'm not quite sure of all the details of that. But This is
3: amazing. It's, a, it's amazing to me. Yeah, of course, Israel, being an ally historically of the United States, right, yes. uh, had shared, of course, confidential, even secret information with America. And uh, it was released through the United Nations, the location of all of the stockpiles of Israel's weapons, including any nuclear weapons they had. Which seemed incredibly dangerous. Well, it was meant to do harm. The vote taken a month ago was meant to do harm. The vote that was uh, pending today was meant to do harm. In in fact, uh, I guess there is some confusion. Was the vote actually taken or not taken? Will it be taken tomorrow? But at any rate... At this point, Great Britain did send what they call a junior contingency, and uh, they so they will not get the votes they need to pass it. It's quite confusing with the historic uh, relationship between the United States
2: and Israel, and of course Israel being an ally, the only you know democracy in the, in the Middle East yeah. and and in that volatile part of the world.
3: It has been quite. Uh, Somehow something is... Well, you know, that Iran treaty, and I don't want to pontificate too much, but the Iran treaty, for the first time in history, requires America to defend Iran. And we put, on October 23, this last year, we put two warships off the coast of Israel not to defend Israel, but in compliance with that Iran Iran treaty... to shoot down any Israeli planes that might try to bomb the nuclear facilities in Iran. Uh, This whole thing looks Mm. like, I mean, if you just look at the pieces of the puzzle, I I, I think it's fair to say this. When Obama first ran, I want you to know, I was enthusiastic. I liked the idea, like most Americans. I thought it was going to be the signal that this is going to prove to everybody that we're beyond that racial prejudice stuff. We're good people. We want everybody else to know we're good people, and we're going to always do the right thing. I have to feel, I have to say, especially based on the Israel stuff, I feel Israel and America and me were betrayed. I'm, and I think, I really think we're Israel and probably the world in America is lucky that Trump was elected. And if it because if, if the other party had been elected, I think that this vote would have gone forward. Mm-hmm. And I think Israel would have been in big, big trouble with the world. We would have had sanctions. There would have been a war going on. Uh, right. That's but you know. I
2: watched a, a a powerful and very impressive lecture today by Michael Medved, a, a prominent talk show host of, here across America and, and uh, uh, an, a, a fervent and follow a serious follower of uh, a Jewish man himself and his family and so on. Um, this. Uh, and he had such a, a wonderful thing to say about what what the Trump election may have meant. And he's he's so good at presenting it in, in nonpartisan sort of taking out of the kind of the political realm and the argument realm and kind of analyzing it. It looked like the nation wanted a, a new start. They wanted a they wanted to hit the reset button in a sense. We're so used to both Republicans and Democrats. And we'd it, it, it gotten into this rut that everybody was just doing the – yeah, you know, everyone was so predictable to do what they did, and all of a sudden now, none of us know what's going to happen. And, and and he was talking about that's a good thing. We're now we're back taking an interest. We're looking at well, let's see what's going to happen. Let's see, and uh, and, and who knows? I, I it might be this could be uh, the beginning of a, a great rise again of not making America great again in a sense, but because uh, most of us believe this is a favored nation because of God's grace. And uh, but that we can return, we can grow, we can go up, we can, we 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 can return somewhat to the roots that, it, and I think in some ways we might have abandoned. So it, in other words, it was a great presentation, optimistic, and uh, here we are on the beginnings of a Martin Luther King uh, celebration, which uh, whether or not you l- liked him or, or that as, a, as an individual or what, it has nothing to do with anything. This is a essentially just a celebration of the. the Let's do embrace one another as Americans, as uh, particularly let it let it be a part of the people of faith, uh, the men and women who follow God and love the Lord. Let's let's quit critiquing one another so much and and celebrate what we have in common, uh, and the things that w- the joint, the aspirations that we share, and the things that w- holiness and righteousness and, and and goodness in general. And I I, I think. We're, we're coming close to that.
3: Uh, I think so. Would you like to answer some of these questions? Yeah, we before?
2: better do that because uh, some of our listeners like this Psalm we have, thirty-two. We have two or three minutes. So go ahead. Psalm thirty. Uh, you're looking at the clock. How about you? No, Psalm thirty. I'm
3: looking at John's fingers, okay. the producer.
2: <laughs> Psalm thirty-two celebrates the relief and the joy of people who receive forgiveness from God. It talks about David talks about how he's sickness, he's miserable, and almost a depression. He kind of des- describes to some extent. And then he says, I thought was part, until I confessed, until I agreed with God about my sin. I began to say the same thing God says about my sin. I came to, and, and he talks about the joy of forgiveness. Psalm 33 says that the heaven, the stars, and the entire world came into existence when God did what? When he spoke. He spoke the, the world into existence, everything that exists. Let's go to number 10 in the book of Numbers, Jacob. You can answer. It says
3: uh, one year for every uh-huh. day. That's 40 days. And the idea here is if you go back and look at verse 31, you'll find uh, 31 through 34, you'll see that it says basically that the spies came back and they slandered the land or they despised the land. It was a slander of the land of Israel.
2: And so they were so to wander day, in the wilderness for forty years, uh, why forty years for, for one year for every day oh, for every day they were in the land. Uh, oh, they went in for forty days they, uh, the spies, the spies did yeah, so anyway, ah one and, uh, year for each day, the spies were in the land okay mm-hmm.
3: and uh, let's see then there was so we talked about the uh, we 've already done that unintentional the more
2: the more serious right, sin so. was. Uh-huh. Brazen, right, deliberate sir. disobedience to God, and we've right?
3: done the answering the sa- about the gathering of wood on the Sabbath. Uh-huh. And One all, more and, then. And, no. and, and, uh, we
2: didn't even talk about this, but it's a beautiful story in the book of Numbers. They started having snake bites, and they were given a provision to heal the snake bites. Yes. Tell us about that.
3: Okay, snake bites. Uh, actually, if you look real close at that passage, nothing's taking place. Uh, just, there's fights and arguments and stuff going on, because, but there's nothing really happening. Nobody's attacking, nothing. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is a snake that kind of is biting them is their own animosity, to their own uh, quarrelsomeness, all that kind of stuff. So basically, he makes a fake snake. He puts it up on a pole, and it's all man-made items, bronze. A, br- a bronze replica yes, bronze, of a snake. But it's all man-made. So he says, look at what's biting you. It's all man-made. You're making this stuff up. Stop complaining.
2: Mm, interesting. That's. I love that little story. I love that story. I never thought of it as, as uh, kind of a picture. I thought it was real snakes. But Jesus says, as the snake was lifted up in the wilderness, so the Son of Man has to be lifted up. Yes, sir. Beautiful kind of a picture. See you next week, folks. Yep. Thanks for joining us.
3: are the kind of person you offer a parent. Bible
1: Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture and is brought to you by Crew
0: Military Ministry. <laughs>
2: Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's box eighteen eight eight eight, San
1: Antonio, Texas, 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Sophie every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz Live. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Sophie and The Bible Live Broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible
2: donations to help crew military minister to our military personnel and broadcast
3: the entire Bible every year to America and the world.